0: Ah, oh, there we go. We're Gucci.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Jess Sally,
0: and I am Dr. Shannon Edwards, and this is You Mad Bro, episode five. All right. I couldn't get that song out of my head when we decided to do this episode. You
1: just you had to throw that in. There. I
0: had to cuz we can't have that as our intro music for copyright purposes. <laughs> and I can't get it out of my freaking head now.
1: It's all right. You threw it out there.
0: I did. I will do the whole damn song. Please don't. I, I, this is thank god it's not so karaoke night. Spare, spare the
1: spare the fans.
0: I will. I will. So, that's what we're here to talk about this week. Family and how it ebbs and flows during a divorce and also co-parenting, but it's pretty it's pretty on par because Dr. J just got back from visiting some family in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, my uh, I went to see my brother and his wife and my two nieces. Nice little trip out into remote locations where there COVID are no was people. followed, like COVID
0: <laughs> protocols were followed, super
1: followed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's it's so far removed from anything. I. It was hard to even communicate i think the reason we took a week off was mostly because i didn't have really any internet access to even that's how far out we are like to even zoom would have been a challenge
0: yeah like a bunch of my text messages came back green (laughs) and then my and then my follow-up messages were like wtf why can't i get a hold of you and
1: everybody's like did you (laughs) did he just put you on ignore (laughs) (laughs) joke's on you (laughs) full internet (laughs)
0: probs
1: (laughs) no but it was nice it was nice to get away for a week and just you know collect and now i'm back full swing ready to rock and roll
0: wow really i guess i'm not and i didn't i mean i didn't go on vacation
1: but (laughs) how was your week
0: (laughs) oh god well i had an r.i.p to my weekend with a case i had thoughts um... and prayers (laughs) thank you (laughs) Work is good. I did spend the last like two days like in bed with a migraine, so that was no bueno. Yeah, that's... I think it's like stress, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: <laughs> 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 that must be it.
0: Yeah, it must be. But otherwise, yeah, it's been good. Work is good. It's steady, you know. But people, you know, one of the reasons that I thought of this episode too is because a lot of folks are having trouble with like family during their co-parenting and and separation issues so that made me think like this was a good time to do it I think COVID and like month five of quarantine we thought it was gonna be two weeks lol remember those (laughs) days (laughs) yeah like surely it'll be done by by the summer
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we thought (laughs) funny yeah right
0: like when you were supposed to have this week be like a beach vacation Oh, Remember yeah, those vacations. That got, yeah, that got
1: nixed. The good news is that you're busy. And I think part yeah. of the reason that you're busy is because of the topic that we're getting into today.
0: Yeah, one of them. Yeah, family, for sure. family
1: relations with co-parenting. Mm-hmm. So my first thoughts are family relationships uh, in situations like this are are imperative, I think, because, you know, not only are the two people that are involved with or I not even two people, but anybody that's involved with child care or co-parenting it's imperative not imperative but it's you uh, said
0: imperative like three times sorry
1: (laughs) i think it's just i think it's just a word
0: it's a good word (laughs) it's a word
1: (laughs) i think it's you have to have good relationships with whoever is involved in that child's life for the purposes of just you know all the things that we've kind of talked about before uh you know
0: i'm pretty extreme but this keep this like thought keeps coming back into my head I think like if I were to croak tomorrow by whatever means, how would you interact with my family? And I think that's a good question for people who are in, you know, the co-parenting situation is like whatever you think that you can keep things separate or, oh, well, this relationship doesn't impact this relationship. I'm like, okay, is everyone good and can everyone interact to a level where if I God forbid something bad were to happen to me tomorrow. Like you guys all have a relationship so that our daughter could have, have time with them and like be happy and like continue on. And I think that's like for me in my head, like how I kind of, that's a really good, it's a
1: really good way to look at it. You know, if, if I, for some reason died tomorrow, what would your relationship be like with the, the other half of the child's life, Right. you know, and, and how that would work in terms of, just interactions and everything with everybody.
0: Yeah. Like now everybody has been so supportive, you know, of the podcast and what we've been doing at least that's, you know, you've told me that your family has been, and I know that we've both heard from my family um, and friends on both sides have been supportive.
1: My family's been super supportive. You know, they're, they're just really happy about how well we're getting along and you know, they all think that it's a really good thing that we're doing. Uh, And that's been super nice. And that definitely translates into how well our relationship definitely affects how our our daughter, the happiness that she conveys. So that's Absolutely. definitely been better. So yeah, things have been good that everybody's on board.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's always been that perfect, right?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> we've always, so for everybody we've always listening, I mean, it's just, so it's well. so
0: easy. And we just, you know, snapped our fingers and we were like, all right, yeah. everybody, everybody be cool.
1: Everybody cool.
0: Don't be... All uncool. Right. Okay.
1: (laughs) Just like that. That's exactly how it was. So easy.
0: (laughs) Nope. It's definitely been a ride. And it's not, honestly, I mean, it's not over for us yet. Um, We still have a lot of work to do in that realm, but we work on it. Right. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was a struggle in the beginning, especially like, we'll probably talk about like friends at some other point in time, but we definitely had, I mean, it was worse than. The Browns and the Steelers, like yeah. there was definitely a house divided, collateral from damage. the beginning.
1: So I think anytime two people are involved in something that was as as harsh as what we went through originally, people are definitely gonna, I think, choose sides. Whether or not they decide that on their own, or whether or not you know we talk to them, or whether or not they see things and make their own opinions, it's you're always gonna have people I think that that decide. One way or the other, who they're going to maybe back, and that's not necessarily obviously conducive to what we're trying to accomplish now with with what we want to do with co-parenting.
0: No, and I think in our situation, and also what I would encourage my clients to do professionally, and then what I try to encourage my friends to do, you know, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you have to take responsibility for your role in that, not you. Just you, like the proverbial
1: you personally. Yeah.
0: So like we, you and I, you and I have to take responsibility for our roles in that from time to time. And at some point things can sometimes become just so messy depending on what happens and people are just like, okay, I'm out. And other times, you know, maybe one's partner villainizes the other partner to a point point. And, you know, maybe sometimes people just make a decision that they just choose to villainize the person themselves. But
1: I think there are there there are a lot of different factors that drive that, you know, obviously, like the circumstance of the actual issue itself, I think, will definitely drive people one way or another to think certain things. But that's not always the truth of how everything goes down. So it's it's hard for people to, I think, judge other people's situations based on, you know, what they think they know And not actually by what is actually going on in the situation.
0: I mean, we don't have to dance around it. So there were allegations (laughs) of, you know, like extramarital affairs in our divorce. And, you know, at the time there was a lot of, there was a lot of, you know, Jess and I not talking. We weren't communicating with each other. We weren't being. Well,
1: we were communicating. It was just.
0: (laughs) (laughs) F you. Right. (laughs) And, um, you know there there wasn't a lot of honest communication going on between the two of us to really talk about it we were more so getting dirt on each other and talking to our friends about it and that was more what was going on at the time and at least for us i think that retrospectively and anecdotally to people going through it like i i would tell my past self to leave people out of it and try the best you can to just like handle it right between each other because The more communication you have with each other, the more honest you might be able to be. And, you know, at the end of the day, if a relationship is over, it's over. Yeah. However, the more people g- that get involved, the more yeah. collateral damage that will happen. And you have no idea what that's going to look like 10 yeah, years there down are the always, road.
1: There, more voices equal more opinion equal more, you know, more mess. But a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it is anger driven. I Absolutely. mean, I think, I think, you know, initially, yeah, I mean. We were both very angry about the situation and, and everything that happened. And a lot of times, like I feel like like I know personally, I just felt like I needed to vent a lot of things to people where I felt like I could get the most support. And I think that was hard because my venting was just my release of my own anger about the situation and, and your that, own reality. I mean, obviously that came off as. One-sided, right? Very one-sided. But then th- the people that are on the other side of that are going to take that and say, "Okay, well, this is what I'm supporting him with, or I'm supporting her with. So this is what I have to base what I'm judging things." Right. On. Absolutely. And 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 that's hard because that creates two separate realities that people are are living in. Right. And there's it's not just anger-driven. I mean, it's. It's the divorce itself, the litigation that goes into it. It's yep. it's the money, it's you know, any other stuff, you know, and then obviously big issues with custody battles and those sort of things that happen and that will for sure tear families up because everybody has their own opinion on what's best and, and all these different things. And and again, the more people that are involved, the more mess there is.
0: Absolutely. I mean, especially with custody and you get to co-parenting the custody battle and people just uh you know and working in in the family law and the family court system uh you know I I obviously see it more than than Jess does however um you know people people will do a lot of things to each other when they're in those emotions and they're in that
1: so one of the one of the biggest barriers I think was that I didn't want to communicate with you at all like i (laughs) i would have rather eaten glass than been in the same room with you well
0: i wanted you to eat glass so we have that in common yeah (laughs) (laughs) would have been easier times
1: right and then obviously as we've talked about before communication being a huge barrier and then if you're angry uh you're not you don't want to talk to the other person so decisions aren't necessarily made mutually right they're made through either attorneys or you know discussions with family or just out of spite sometimes right of course and and that doesn't lead to anything good so when family becomes involved on a negative level then you, you you know obviously you're you're splitting sides so inherently you're splitting the not only the sides of of the argument but you're also splitting the the family interaction with the child or or children or or whatever it may be so I think in some cases, you know, and and I think that that, that definitely does hinder, you know, a child's attitude in general.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and again, you don't have the ability when you're in the situation or you're going through it, whether it's a divorce or whether you were never married and you are just, you know, in this separation of the family unit, you don't have the ability to look down the road and say, Oh, well, gee, I wonder, I'm so mad at this person. I want them to eat glass. I wonder how Christmas (laughs) is going to look like in five years. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, we had no idea. And you know, now we don't spend, uh, we don't typically spend any holidays, uh, without the other person there. Right. At least for the majority of it.
1: We've definitely worked on doing holidays again as a family. Yeah. Because that's important. At least
0: the last, Two yeah, two or three years yeah. yeah yeah, but and in the moment again even for us I mean, it, we we couldn't stand you know to be around each other and it took us a really long time to be able to do that yeah and, I
1: can and I you know the, going back to the whole like counseling thing the the co parenting counseling that I know that was like one of the biggest some of the biggest arguments we had in in those sessions were oh my god doing I things about that. doing things with each other for the purposes of benefiting the child
0: yeah you still didn't do that with me i would get so mad at you on the weekends because i was like you never invite me to shit whenever you do stuff with our
1: kid <laughs> and
0: you're like well i don't have to and i'm like i know you don't have to i don't
1: have to i know
0: you don't have to <laughs> maybe i don't want to go on your stupid hike anyway
1: you would <laughs> yeah so hey shan let's go on a, a nine mile bike ride yeah right like no that you didn't even ask, never though yeah, right.
0: you could have asked I invited you to all of the Rivers Club like holiday parties and the superhero breakfast. All right, we're and... not
1: gonna make this about our.
0: All right, whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: All right, Shannon. <laughs> you will be invited.
0: Well, now I am. <laughs> right.
1: Now you've made it a thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so I think. <laughs> so yeah, so we're there. Problem solved. See, Last that, that year we were, right even on that, the
0: fly. we were even that annoying family that all wore plaid on Christmas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to get into my feelings about that it's
0: fine i don't want you to right
1: <laughs> so so i guess and that you can even see now like sometimes you have to give up some things that you may or may not be completely comfortable with for the purposes of <laughs> for the purposes of uh interacting are you and,
0: saying you're not comfortable with plaid
1: i'm just saying i i, don't, I think but, it's
0: you know,
1: huh? <laughs> we were that family well, fine. We were. You that can suggest. You can suggest the matching. matching outfits this year. I suggest no matching outfits.
0: You didn't mind your llama onesie at Christmas last year.
1: That was hilarious. I. That was my idea.
0: Okay, we can totally do onesies this year. I'm down no, with that. No, I said that was oh.
1: you said your llama onesie, and I oh. said yeah, that was my. I dressed up that way. You did. You did your thing.
0: Our daughter and I had matching outfits.
1: Yeah, said her name again. All right, whatever.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: So um
0: it can be done but it takes a ton of work.
1: It does. And it's not it's not easy. And and again, you have to be willing to I think swallow your pride on some things. Not everything, but don't give up who you are, but also remember that who you are projects through what your child thinks and what your child experiences. And there's a lot to be said for mutual partici- participation in things that really matter or that really matter i think to kids
0: yeah like it doesn't matter or you know it it doesn't not matter however you know when you try to see things through your child's eyes and imagine you know can they get through life and and see their parents or family you know extended family sitting on opposite sides of an auditorium or on a on a football field or you know, uh, dance class or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as long as they're not going at it. Yeah, for sure. Is it more beneficial to, to try to look at it as, you know, you only get one childhood and would you like, it's not their fault that you guys couldn't make it work. Right. And that's what we have attempted to try to think, uh, about the situation as, Right. you know, it's not her fault that we couldn't make it work. So,
1: so the way I look at it is how is she going to view, you know, like the major events in her life and how is she going to view her family as a unit during those times? You know, the things that she'll remember, things like graduation, uh, you know, getting married, any of the big big moments where families have to come together and and really interact. Do you want that to be on a completely separate level and have to, you know, cater to two different sides or do you want to be able to, to enjoy it with everybody effectively?
0: Yeah, and I mean, even the small moments... Because those small moments are really adding up to the big moments. And, you know, especially thinking uh, in terms of family and and who's here and who's not here, you know, I know that you and I agreed on changing our holiday schedule because, you know, you had a grandmother that was ready. You didn't know how long it would be before she passed. Unfortunately, she passed last year. But, you know, you had extra, I said, absolutely, you know, you can take our daughter and take her with you to some extra events, holiday events, family events. Right. And that's what it should be. It shouldn't be like, well, I want my makeup time or I want this. It's like, you know, just thinking about it on a humanistic level and a compassionate level and saying, well, no, I want I want my child to experience this time with this other person, you know, and just. Thinking about it that way, as, as other custody situations should be, but really thinking that you want your child to have a relationship with both sides of the family, and can you do it separately? Yeah, you know, I hear people talking a lot about parallel parenting, and that's, you know, whenever you, literally, it's like parallel lines, thinking about that, while well, I do it here, I do it there. And again, can a child have, have a semi-normal life? Sure. Yeah. Is it more beneficial to to everyone to get along and at least have some level of communication with each other and, and enjoy each other? Absolutely.
1: I think I think in some cases too, if if parallel parenting is the like is the norm, it's tough because I think that child feels like they have to experience two different lives right in, through two different people, mm-hmm. and you know I know you know our daughter. Definitely feels much better when she thinks that, you know, we can both go to her events, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether it's like sporting things or whether it's dance stuff, just being able to be there together and and experience it together so that she can see that, uh, you know, it's not, I have to go on a separate day or I'll go to this game, you go to this game, you know, everybody can be there and be okay. And, and and again, that, took, that takes a lot of work, but it's, it's definitely better for her. She's happier because she doesn't feel like she has to choose which life she's living that week or which life she's living whenever.
0: Yeah. And, you know, adding, um, I think it's very important for the immediate family unit to have their shit together before you start adding extended family back sure. in. Because like we said before, just when you're separating mm-hmm. and you're, kind of adding people to the mix. It's the same thing as when you're getting everything kind of back together and forming this new type of family unit and family dynamics. So after you kind of get your stuff together as a a family, however many there are immediately, then it's a good time to start adding people back into the mix and seeing uh, how that communication is going to go and how that interaction is going to go. Especially with blended families, you know, whenever you think about, you know, step parents and and even aside from that, you know, just grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and things like that. And it can be difficult at times. Uh, you and I haven't had to have the step family or we don't even, we can't even date long term. Right. But, you know, a lot of people Not do deal with that. But, um, you know, it, it is, it's definitely challenging whether you're dealing with a blended step family or you're just dealing with extended family.
1: Well, when you, I mean, when you start adding more and more people to the mix, it definitely gets harder and harder. Again, more opinions, more mess. But I mean, if you, like you said, if the bones are good, right? You can't, yeah. like, everything's gonna be, everything's gonna be okay as long as at baseline there's a good foundation for the experience that that child is having.
0: An honest, open communication yeah. is super
1: key. Yeah.
0: And you're gonna get, and like you just said, you know, anytime you start adding more humans, you're gonna get more opinions, you're gonna get more personalities. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is hard because not, not everybody wants to talk about feelings all the time it's super hard not some people want to talk about feelings all of the time you know and you just get a bunch of different personalities and so uh some of the folks that i see in co-parenting some of them it's after you get kind of the the storm settled with the core immediate family sometimes it's easy to get other folks added back in after that point because they'll go to their family and say hey listen like we've settled our shit." Like we need you to be a part of this now. Yeah. Here's X, Y, and Z, and then you have other families who it, it is it is harder for them, and it takes them a little bit longer because they do either they have maybe more people or culturally they're different um, and they handle things differently.
1: Let me tell you this: Italians don't talk about it. <laughs> That's real life.
0: I have, I have a, I have a an Italian, uh, I have an Italian family. I have one or two Italian families on my on my co-parenting caseload. They <laughs> you don't
1: know, so. I can remember you being like, well, you know, the last, the absolute last thing that I wanted to do with you was talk about how I felt other than
0: you never wanted to like, talk about how you felt.
1: This is a Fuck you. That's how I thought. <laughs> yeah. like, that was the, that was the premise of a lot of it. Again, co-parenting counseling couch, right. Had to work through a lot of those issues of figuring out how to talk about it.
0: Like a visual of you talking about feelings is kind of like, I think of, like, a TikTok with, like, a kid refusing to eat. Like, when it's mom and the mom has to do, like, an airplane. It's like, come
1: on. Feelings. <laughs>
0: emotions. Yeah. Open up. No. No.
1: no. There's a lot of, there was a lot. There were a lot of hand gestures. No. There's a lot of, you're like, why are you raising your voice? I'm like, I'm not raising my voice. This is just how I talk. This I'm is always how sitting I there
0: talking like this. And express you're like, emotions. Why aren't you raising your voice more? Why aren't you getting...
1: Gonna... No. It, 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 but, yeah, so I... I had to figure out how to really do that.
0: I I like to tell people that just like like five love languages is a thing and people recognize it now because it has become so widespread. I like to call it a communication language because you really have to, whether it's a relationship uh, that you're in with someone, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a co-parenting relationship, you have to understand how that person communicates, uh, not only understand it kind of, take yourself out of your shoes and put that, put yourself in their shoes and then you have to communicate to them how they would communicate just like a love language. Yeah. It's
1: uncomfortable. Totally. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially when you're, when you're angry and you just don't want to, you don't want to talk as people, I think get into those parallel parenting situations that communication gets harder and harder because you get ingrained in what you want to do as an individual. And you're like, well, your opinion, I don't care about your opinion because your opinion to me doesn't matter with what I do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, you do what you do, you know, and that's,
0: and you get further away from the ultimate goal and then it just,
1: and I think that's easy to do with families that are uh, polarized from the Mm -hmm. original argument. If you have, if you have a very polarizing issue for two, for two different things, one side is going to be like, well, this is, you know, you're going to take sides over here and the other side is going to be completely different. And, And that definitely drives a lot of that lack of interaction between people.
0: So I actually, I come from a divorced family and my parents uh, divorced much later. I was, I was 18. My brother was 14. And, um, as we, as we aged, we kind of just acclimated. My parents didn't really get along, uh, right after the divorce, but they, they since do that they're, they're cordial to one another. Um, and my dad has since remarried and, and my mom has a long-term boyfriend, but you know, recently I had a conversation with my dad and my stepmom. they couldn't understand why, when my brother came home to visit from out of state, why he couldn't just go see everybody separately and why we had to do things together. And I said, my dad was like, well, we, we don't have to do things together. And I said, dad, I said, you certainly don't have to. I said, but wouldn't it be so nice if like your children didn't have to go to six different places on, on holidays. And you know, when someone came in from out of town, they didn't have to like worry about traveling. You know, we don't exactly live close together. Yeah. I mean, if I came in from,
1: forever away I, would, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be like oh yeah today I, I, you have to like schedule it out like it's like a it's like a tour yeah you know you don't want to you don't want to feel like you're like that's the thing and I think that's what children feel like in situations where parents aren't communicating is you feel like you're getting tossed around
0: for every single thing for and everything. it's not just for holidays and it's not just for special occasions it's for everyday things like if you forget your backpack or if you forget anything having to do with extracurriculars or you know and it's like the kids should never be aware of that but if you're not in the right headspace it's super easy to have them overhear your adult conversations and i <laughs> yeah. get that
1: you, they don't you you would much rather them hear yes I, I can i have extra like i can bring it over like no problem rather than well it sucks for you you better figure it out <laughs> So.
0: Too bad, Susie, you're not going to school with any crayons tomorrow. All right, so. yeah.
1: <laughs> no school uniform? Well, well. well, no. oh well. better craft one. <laughs> better craft
0: one. Well, our daughter would be SOL because there ain't no DIY going on around here. All right, well. But I just, you know, it is important to kind of think about that, remember that, you know, because it does. It's like,
1: you but know. Then it, but then it's not your spite then. Only affects that child.
0: Yeah, and in the moment you don't see it, you're like, well, why can't you just do that? It's super easy for you to do that. Well, because you know they shouldn't have to.
1: Right. You know. Well, I mean, you know, if, if nobody nobody wins in that situation. Right. And the child loses because right. then they're, then they're not prepared for what they need to be. If you're not communicating, if you called and needed something like quickly, mm-hmm. and I wasn't making myself available, that just leaves the child high then they don't have what they need
0: remember that one time when we were fighting so and our kid had soccer practice <laughs> and i don't know where you were you weren't at, you weren't at home yeah. and uh i took her to the field and but she never closed because you had forgotten to pack them something or her shin guard something and i go and i said okay well can't you just give me the garage code to get into the house and at the time you were like hell no, hell
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way that that was happening,
0: and he made our kid get dressed in the in the car. He's like, "There's nothing wrong with that. Yep, nothing wrong with it."
1: You're not going in that house. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it was. She like- was five at <laughs> <in> the time.
1: <laughs> right. Listen, this is what this is about, right?
0: That I see a petty meme, so petty. Watch <laughs> me be so petty. Hell
1: to the- um,
0: but that kind thats what that makes me remember. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: that was definitely. You know, <laughs> that was
0: then. This is now.
1: Dri- driveway crises. That's our new thing. You know,
0: yeah, our driveway the driveway, a lot. The driveway
1: chronicles. It, the
0: driveway could talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like, if it's super easy and it's on hand, just make it so much, so much easier and so much better. Yeah. And you know, the same goes with family. It would be so great, and it is so great. Our our parents help out a lot. Yeah, both sets of our parents. Um, I think that that has been really helpful, and you know, we haven't gotten to the point where we're all super close again. However, you know, everybody comes to the to birthday parties, yeah. and I think that they are all very supportive of us. Yeah, I agree for sure.
1: I agree. Yeah, I think we're we're definitely working back toward that. And I mean, just like we're doing this for other people, I mean, we have our own struggles within these kinds of things too, but we're we're getting much closer to that. And, uh, and that's the example that we're trying to set is we go through these things just like everybody else goes through these things. But we have the ability to kind of talk through a lot of this, and then in turn, hopefully talk to you and learn from it. But yeah, we're we're always still working on relationships and, and things that happen between between two different family dynamics, and just different experiences overall.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the goal, like we've talked about before, is to get to a point where there are good boundaries set up between both parents, and also those boundaries don't prohibit all of you from interacting together. Right. Uh, And I think that that is probably key. Uh, And, you know, getting to that, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't really like stew, but I I liken it to stew. Like, you got How about a casserole? Okay, yeah, I like casserole. All right, I can I can get down with that. So in casserole, you got to put a bunch of different things into it to make it work well. You can't just have all pasta. You can't just have all meat or veggies if you're vegetarian. And you got to put, like, trust, and then you build on top of that. It's, like, layered, right? So you got to have trust and communication at the core – and then you can start adding different ingredients in to make it more complex and to make it work. And that's kind of how I look at, you know, a co-parenting relationship post post-arguing, post chaos, you know, post calamity. That's uh, that's kind of how I view it, and that's kind of how I view ours. You know, and now we're just we we have done that base work, you know, and that's what we are trying to help people start and do now. And we we built that base, and now we're just kind of adding in the I think ingredients. We're,
1: are we at the? I think we're at the add salt to taste.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, but yeah, sometimes we go back.
1: Sometimes there's just too much damn pepper in that.
0: Sometimes there's just so (laughs) much or it's too salty.
1: Yeah. I think it's real salty.
0: Then you got to add more red wine. (laughs)
1: That's
0: it. I have an apron that says that if you don't like my food, have more red wine.
1: There
0: you go. I'm definitely not the cook of the family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I think it just, it just takes time. It takes patience and, and, and we're getting there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, Do you have any advice for folks that, so admittingly my, my family is a bit emotional. So like my family and to the point where (laughs) they wouldn't mind me saying this at all, but like, you know, I, I think that they're pretty good communicators to the point of like me being annoyed with them. So like, I mean, my, my mom, my dad, my stepmom, Yeah. I think that it's funny because like, I, I think that everybody did a good job of like, kind of taking a step back and like, quote, like, staying out of it, Yeah. but, like, do you have any advice for talking to, like, families from a non-clinical standpoint and, like, how to maybe help them talk to families? Like, if you're a divorcee and you want to talk to your family or, or co-parent that's trying to, like, get people back involved? I guess, you
1: know, try the original thought process that goes into it is the anger, so a lot of times that's what get, gets held on to, and there's always going to be instances, well, you remember the time that so and so did this, don't you? Remember when they did this and that? And it's like, yeah, I do. I remember. I remember those things. I was there. Right. Right. <laughs> I think you know, that happened. I think going back and talking about it in a way, again, you can't. You can't always. It, it's not just about this other person that you've been separated from or whatever. Whatever. Whoever else is involved. It's not necessarily about that. It's about the child or the children. So you have to make you have to bring it back. You have to bring all the ideas back to that. How are you interacting uh, or what are you doing and how is that affecting what's going on in this child's life? And you just have to, you just have to go always just be nice. (laughs)
0: You gotta be nice. nice. And you know, because I get a lot of questions um, from clients because I will, I will try to encourage them to, uh, for instance, whenever they say, Well, it shouldn't matter, like if we're getting along okay or being cordial, like why does it matter if our family's involved? And so what would you say it on just, a non-clinical level to people that to it, people that would say that?
1: It just matters in terms of the experience. Like it matters. it's not again, it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. about the child or the children. Mm-hmm. It their experience is what matters. And I don't care if your family doesn't talk about emotions, I don't care if they're over emotional. I don't care if they want to stay out of it, I don't care if they're over involved. However they interact and whatever dynamic you work best with, that dynamic always has to be at its best when you're with the child or when you're with anybody else that has to be involved in that in that child's life. Yeah. The more uh antagonism there is, there the more the the ch- child sees that. They right. do. They see that. They pick up on it. And just like I was saying before, one of my family members made the comment, I can definitely tell like that, you know, your daughter's happy and, and there's definitely an attitude change, you know, there's less anxiety about a lot of things. And and that's I think because you and Shannon are getting along so well. And I agree with that. She yeah. doesn't have to bear the brunt of what we're arguing about.
0: And think about that from a ten thousand point view, like we 40.
1: what? Ten thousand. 30,000
0: foot view. Whatever. (laughs) See, still (laughs) think about it from, (laughs) think about it from a high up perspective. There you go. I think that we both did a a pretty good job, even, even in the really like depths of it of shielding our kid from it. So think about how bad it could have been. And, and she still had anxiety, right? She still, because she could feel it from us. Like, and you know, that's something to think about too, is like when you're anxious, you know, they can feel it.
1: The, you definitely project it. Absolutely. Whether you realize it or not. Even if you
0: don't speak it.
1: You can say all day, no, I definitely don't act like that. And right. You probably don't to a large extent. Yeah. But it's just, you know, they always say, like, there's this inherent sense in animals that they can sense and fear. Kids, and kids, like and kids and animals. Kids yeah. are the same way. 100%. Absolutely. Um, so they, they know. Um, and when, but also when when you're upset, that's upsetting for them. When you're right. happy, they're happy. and what I had to take away from it is that literally whatever is going to make you happy, that's what I'm going to have to just suck it up and, and do. Mm-hmm. Um, same. Same, huh? Just had to suck it up. Just had to suck up.
0: Just had to suck it up the, and the, do the, it. The in
1: the same space. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but I mean, really the, the, you do, I mean, there, there are just times when, you know, no matter what you think or how you feel, you just have to put that aside. Yeah. Um, and for families the same rules apply. You definitely, I, I think, early on, even said, you know, I don't want you going to your family's house and, you know, villainizing me with your family in front of our daughter. And I was like, yeah, don't, I don't do that.
0: Yeah, I never do that. I never talk about you poorly in front of your family. <laughs> Liar. Only, only on Liar. Only on here. Liar. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, you know, it, it's 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 again one of those things like just don't don't make the mistake of putting like negative things out there that you may feel or don't feel about this other person and in the, at the risk of doing that in front of the child or at the risk of, you know, making that kind of a common stigma that kind of happens around them when they're with the other family members, because then they don't just pick it up from them or from you. They pick it up from them too. And you don't, you don't want that.
0: No, whenever that happens, uh, whenever you want to, try to at least work through it. It is uncomfortable. And whenever you start to have those conversations, you know, hopefully you can, sometimes you might not be able to, you might not be able to have, you know, those conversations where, uh, you know, that there's been a rift in the family or that there has been a relationship that, that has been broken because of the situation. But if you are able to, you know, sometimes it just, just like it takes with the co-parenting relationship. And we talked about, we talk about it in all the episodes, actually, like sometimes it just takes one of the two people to kind of just apologize or to reach out and just say, you know, hey, I know that we've had, you know, a difficult time or that things have gotten kind of crazy, but, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and that's an icky feeling. It's kind of just like when you reach out to anybody else in life, right? Like if it's a friend or anything, and you have that period of time, the first few like minutes where you're waiting for that text back, you know, when you're like, I don't know, texting like someone you're interested in. It's just watching the
1: watching the ellipse go. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. The dots. Yeah. Then nothing. Yeah. Then you're like oh. But you know, if you you know, and sometimes you won't get a response, maybe you won't. Sometimes you might not get the response you want, you know, but at least like taking that first step, getting it out there and you know, maybe again, you know, maybe you taking that uncomfortable step you'll get you'll get the response that you want.
1: So let's take a poll. Okay. Who do you think took more uncomfortable steps first?
0: uncomfortable you
1: yeah you I, th- I did not expect you to say that. but
0: I'm not but I'm because I'm not an uncomfortable person uh. like it doesn't make me uncomfortable to why do you think why why are you surprised by that answer? Oh, I don't know
1: I thought you would say like oh yeah I was definitely the one to fall on my sword first for
0: oh I definitely fell on my sword first okay for sure <laughs> <laughs> I I, so I
1: did I did more of the uncomfortable work yeah I see for sure okay
0: I def but you admitted that like a few episodes ago, where you said, "Well, nothing
1: makes nothing I mean, I, makes me comfortable."
0: Yeah, but I literally—I think I dragged you by, you know, your hair, your two in your two-inch hair yeah. to co-parenting, kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally and we nice. already
0: talked about the fuck you at the meeting, yeah. so <laughs>
1: there, there
0: was that. <laughs> but I—I I don't, you know, me. Like one of the things that used to like freak you out about me was that I just I don't get uncomfortable, and you probably wish I was a little bit more uncomfortable in situations. Yeah, it's
1: weird. It's weird. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. <laughs> we'll
0: call. It, we'll call it a professional casualty. Right. We'll chalk it up to that.
1: Okay. <laughs> so you know, I think takeaways from it. Um,
0: I think family is is definitely a mu- like a extended family is an added bonus. I think that it only enriches the child or the children's life to at least have them involved at some point. However, with the caveat that it needs to be healthy and it needs to have, yeah. it needs to have a solid good bones first yeah. Yeah. and then add it back in.
1: The two people have to be getting along first and then you have to kind of retrofit that to family as well. I, that's not always the case, but I mean, I think in, in most cases, if, if two people can get along, it's not, it's not the family saying, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys should get along. You guys should, <laughs> you should, you know, do this and do that and do all these things. Because, but I think in most cases, that's not the, that's not the.
0: I mean, that's helpful. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you have, if you have a family that is so woke and so like insightful supportive. and non like judgmental and supportive that yeah. they, that they see y'all like splitting up and they're, they take you both aside Slow and they're like, clap for no, you. you guys, you guys got like, I mean, that would be amazing. Like yeah. we would actually, we would love to hear from you Yeah, because that is really great actually yeah, because yeah. that's how friends and family like you would love to think that you know on your wedding day you pick these people and they stand up there for you and they say all these nice things on your wedding day and we're going to be there for you and blah, blah blah and then you go through a divorce and they're like what yeah. <laughs> not it <Nah.
1: laughs> so
0: but that would yeah but realistically speaking you know I think what you said is a hundred percent accurate and I mean I, I don't ever say that
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you saying are you saying I was right ah, crap. on air crap. Ah. <laughs> we'll let the audience decide yeah I but think um so. outside family I think it's definitely critical I think it's critical for for a child because I think you know they having that exposure I think is is nice for them for kind of like a full experience I mean I know in some cases that's not always possible but I mean any anything I think is is good for them that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
1: So, I think that's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think we made it through another episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Not too shabby.
1: No, we did good.
0: You know what I'd like though? I would love to hear from people through DMs I or agree. through email because I agree. we really want to talk about some subjects that people want to talk
1: about. Yeah, I want to hear what I want to hear what everybody else has to say about. I think
0: next week we should tackle like Dating during co parenting and what dating blend? <laughs>
1: well, maybe other people do
0: that. I think other people do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know.
0: I think that would be a good topic. No, that's, to... a good, that's
1: a great topic. I would like to hear. I, I mean, if people have uh experiences based on that, you know, definitely write into us. You know, let us know, yeah, your experience. Let us know how that's been. Uh, but any know,
0: topic we would love to hear, yeah,
1: any, any questions. Co-parenting topic. And,
0: yeah, we would love to like get more involved listeners yeah, we're, for
1: sure. We're here for you guys. Uh, so, you know, we have our experience, we have sort of our story, but we know other people have different stories. We know everybody's situations are different. So yeah, let us, let us know. And we'll, we'll be glad to hear what you have to say and, and relate it to kind of what we went through, hopefully we're uh, trying yeah. to, and then, you know, so yeah, you know, review, rate, subscribe.
0: It's rate, review, subscribe.
1: Yeah. that's it.
0: There's like three things. Yeah. And you can find us on on Instagram at umadbropgh. We are on Twitter at umadbropgh. And uh, you can email us at umadbropgh at gmail.com.
1: That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate
0: it. We're going to go have some Sunday sauce. Have a great week.